Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. Please enjoy part one of our interview with John Kramer, author of 1001 Ways to Market Your Book. We will be posting part two next week. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold podcast. My guest today is a pioneer in book marketing. I'm a little starstruck. He was teaching book marketing well before self-publishing became popular. His first book is one of my favorites, 1001 Ways to Market Your Book, and has sold over 120,000 copies. You can find him at bookmarket.com. His name, John Kramer, and he is my guest today. Welcome, John. Thanks a lot, Claudine. Uh, I'm glad to be on here. I like being interviewed. Actually, I just finished another podcast interview about 15 minutes ago. Wow. So just one after the other, huh, John? Not not every day. Uh, I couldn't do that. I remember once doing four radio interviews in a day, and I was exhausted by the end of the day. And they were like 10-minute interviews, but they still take time. They stay, take attention. And so, you know, I would probably not do four podcasts in a day. <laughs> I totally agree with you. They do. They take a lot out of you. They take a lot of energy. After I'm done uh, one episode, I just kind of have to stare at the wall for a little bit, let it all kind of flow out of me, and then hopefully get some energy back. But we are so excited to have you on Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I think I told you a little bit about my audience, and what we're trying to do is get the novice writer, author, book marketer, excited about book marketing. And I was wondering, yeah, yeah, if you could tell me, tell me your story, because you've been at this for a long time. Right. I originally started self-publishing back in 84, 1984. That's in the previous century. Uh, (laughs) Amen. But uh, I started self-publishing because I was tired of getting rejection letters. And... But one of the things I found out right away was there wasn't any information out there on uh, printing books, publishing books, selling books. Uh, the best piece of information out there at that time was a, a good book by Dan Pointer, uh, The Self-Publishing Manual, and I really loved it. But, uh, you know, I went beyond that. I created a directory of book printers because I needed it for myself. The information out there just wasn't useful enough to make a decision on who to print with. So I created a book that I needed. I sold a lot of copies and, you know, people said, well, you know, I've, I've printed my book now and I got all these copies in my closet, the garage, under my bed, wherever it might be. And uh, I need some ways to sell now. I said, well, I know at least 101 ways. So my first book was called 101 Ways to Market Your Books. And I came from a marketing background because I was helping a friend in the toy and gift field uh, with his marketing. So I knew some stuff and uh, and I'm a great researcher and, you know, I love stories. So I try to include a lot of stories and examples in my book 
so that people could get, like you said, inspired. Because marketing on one level is hard. You have to be persistent. You have to knock on doors. You have to be willing to have some rejection. You know, but on the other side, it's easy because all you're really doing is making friends. Mm. You know, marketing is really just creating relationships. And if you create some great relationships, it's magic. For example, I had uh, published one book on Celebrate Today. It was all about all the different unusual holidays that were out there. And I had a radio station in Dallas, Texas, a radio show. The guy loved me, and he'd have me on at least once a month. And sometimes he'd just call me up and say, hey, John, are you available? Somebody, you know, uh, bummed out on me and didn't show up for the interview. And I say, sure. You know, and that's part of what you want, you know, and it was fun. And, you know, probably the most effective way to market your books is to get out there and speak. Now, in years past, that meant you went out into the world and you went and spoke at your local clubs, your local libraries, your local bookstores, things like that. As you get it going along, then you start speaking to national audiences and you get invited out there to speak all around the country or even the world. And, you know, that's part of what I've done with book marketing. So you create a strategy to speak out there. Now, in today's world, a lot of speaking is done just like we're doing here. It's done via podcasts. It's done via webinars and seminars and things like that. So it's a whole different uh, ballgame in a way. But it's still speaking. You have to get out there and let people hear you. Because the minute they hear you and if they find one thing that you say that sparks their imagination and inspires them, they're going to tell everybody about you. And that's really where most books are sold is that one person tells another, I love this book. You know, I heard this author speak and, you know, I went out and bought his book right away and boy, I'm glad I did. That kind of thing. And it's really word of mouth, you know, people telling other people, their friends, how a book changed their life or how it just made them laugh. Or, or fall in love again, or whatever it might be. Books have so many different reasons for existing that it's not just to teach people, but it inspire people, entertain people, things like that. You're so right. You're so right. And you would say this would apply to fiction or nonfiction books, correct? Absolutely. There are many, many fiction authors, novelists, uh, first-time novelists that started to sell their book because they were getting interviewed. And there was a time before podcasts became popular where you were interviewed on a blog and it was just a written interview. They sent you 10 questions, you answered them. And that still happens. I get those kinds of uh, requests uh, still several times a year. Not a lot now. Gotcha. So, you know, podcasting is the way to go. And I'm a real strong advocate of podcasting, both to have your own and also to get uh, guest opportunities. And, you know, there's wonderful resources out there now to match you up with uh, potential podcasters. Uh, the one I like uh, is matchmaker.fm. Oh, that's the one for podcasters to find guests and also to put themselves out as guests. Right. Nice. So it's a, it's a dual purpose. But the really neat thing about that is they give you a chance you know, you write your own listing, you know, you promote, you know, your, you and your book, but they also give you 10 links to your websites, your 
social media, wherever you want to send people. And, you know, I, I see so many people on uh, Matchmaker FM that will have like one link, maybe two links, but they give you 10 links. Use them all. Right. You know, it really makes a difference because you're getting links that Google recognizes and the other search engine recognize as legitimate links that people are recommending your thing. So, you know, I have some links to some of my social media profiles. I also have it to a number of my websites. I have more than one website. I have more than one podcast. <laughs> yes. I do that all the time. You know, I just expand and expand. But uh, it's fun to do. You know, the thing is that marketing, once you get out there, is not as intimidating as you might think it is. It's really a matter of making friends. And if you're willing to get out there and make some new friends, you'll have a, a you know a lot of exposure, and you know over time people discover you that maybe have an even bigger audience, and they say, "Hey, go check out this." Right. You know, my uh, thousand and one ways to market your books was originally discovered by Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yeah, I heard of them. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, Jack is a good friend. Mark is a good friend. We got to know each other because, you know, I was at Book Expo and they were promoting their first book. And uh, I come up there and uh, Jack says, well, you know, who should I make this out? And I say, John Kramer. And then he looks at me and he goes, are you that John Kramer? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, Mark, Mark, it's John Kramer. You know? Yeah. And, you know, that's, a, a, you know, I appreciated that. And they used my book. They actually put it up on the wall, basically, a thousand ideas, and they pasted them on the wall. You know, he had somebody working, you know, several people working for a week to get them all up there. But then they took them down as they did them, you know, and, and he tells that story. You know, I actually have a video on my bookmarketingbestsellers.com website where he talks about that and what they did. And, you know, the neat thing is, he he and Mark have both sent a lot of people to buy my book. And the thing is, I love them both, mm -hmm. you know, so they have become great friends for me. I don't see them a lot, but boy, you know, whenever we reconnect, it's like old home week. And that's really <laughs> the neat thing. It's the number of people that I've met that really helped me to market my book and I've helped them sell their books, things like that. So I've fallen in love with a lot of people and, most of the time, I'm spending it up here in this small little office I have in uh, on the mountains outside Taos, New Mexico, and I'm just writing away and having a good time. But, you know, I get out there, and I know anytime I go anywhere in the country, I have friends. Yes, absolutely. You know, I love that you brought that up, the the individual relationships and the things that you can do to promote your book uh, by speaking, but you know, it's kind of like bird by bird, you know, one thing, one thing at a time, because I think a lot of writers, they write their book, and then they think they're done. And then <laughs> they write, and then they find out they have to market. And then they're overwhelmed and intimidated, and they don't know where to start. And I and, and they, you know, maybe they had the thought that I'm going to get this book out there. And it is so fabulous that everybody's just going to see it and come to me. And you're giving an ex explanation that makes is is very hopeful, I think, because y it is empowering to know that that you have the ability to step by step, bird by bird, you know, make these relationships, talk to 
talk to people, talk to other authors, you know, and these are the relationships that are going to lead to book sales. And it's a great starting point. Well, it is. And I'm continually surprised by how many people, you know, ask me to be interviewed, things like that, ask me to speak and so on and so forth. And when I was first speaking, I I had butterflies up the yin yang. (laughs) And, you know, it was really hard to get up there to start speaking. But now, if the person uh, spends too much time introducing me, I push them off the stage. I want to get going. I want to share. And that's really what it is in marketing. It's really just sharing what you have to offer. And that's fun. You know, that's a neat thing to do. And the best marketers are those people who just love to share. And that's really, I mean, you know, if you're writing a book, you're already in that sharing camp, you know, <laughs> you're stuck there. You know? yep. And the thing is, all you want to do is have people read your book, you know, hopefully you make money at it. But I think a lot of people are motivated simply by having people read their book and inspire them or entertain them and so on. And that's really part of it is just to allow that to happen and to encourage it to happen by just reaching out to people. And the thing is, even if you're a quiet, uh, introvert uh, author, you can still reach out to people by email like you did with me. You know, it's a simple thing. You asked me, you know, and you were not necessarily expecting me to say yes. But, you know, for me, any podcast I can be on, no matter how large or small the audience, is just another trickle out there to discover the people, help people that need help find me. So, you know, wherever I can get that kind of uh, exposure, I'll do it. So whether it's uh, speaking live or in today's world, a lot of it's through webinars and and uh, seminars and podcasts and so on. And, you know, that's fantastic. You know, so I encourage every author to have a podcast, um, probably not more than once a week for most authors, but probably not less than once a week. Right, right. And you think it's because not not just because they're getting some promotion opportunity, but because it'll give them more practice in speaking and they'll help them to reach out to other guests. Yes. And over time, the neat thing about podcasts is you can syndicate them to about 40 or 50 other platforms like Apple and Audible and Amazon and, you know, Google Play and so on and so forth. So you can get out to about 50 websites that are automatically picking up every podcast episode you do. You don't have to think about it, you know, and boom, it's out there. And it's getting out to a lot of websites with uh, really good uh, Google clout. In other words, Google's going to look at you up there and they're going to go, wow, that's a good link. And, uh, you know, when I do a podcast like you're doing it, I think on Substack, that's my favorite platform, I can add all the text content I want. So I always add links in, in my podcast to some of my other websites, to my Venmo account or my buymeacoffee.com account, you know, things like that. So if people don't want to subscribe, you know, they could still have an opportunity to support me, which I appreciate. Uh, you know, my wife really appreciates it. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, it's another question I had for you, John, because the the book, again, we're speaking with John Kramer, and you can find him at bookmarket.com. 
1001 Ways to Market Your Books. You mentioned that you give so many tips and stories that went along with it. It was very helpful to me when I self-published and then traditionally published my first book. And it empowered me because there's so many, obviously, 1001 plus um, ways, but it really gave me the confidence to try some things that actually worked. But they were, you know, more on the creative side or maybe pie in the sky, but a couple of them actually hit. And if not for your book and those examples. So I'm wondering, do you have any examples that you can share with the audience about some crazy things that may maybe worked? Well, there are a number of authors that they one guy just went out on the side of a road and I had a big sign made up and he sold books and he'd sell 10 or 20 uh, in an hour or two just being by the side of the road. And people love getting an autograph from you. Another guy went to downtown Boston and just uh, sat there during the lunch hour and sold his book and autograph books. And people love that. And so every day he'd go down to the cell again, 10, 20, 30 books. Another guy went into the subways and buses of New York City, and he had a book of poetry and a novel. And he would just stand up there in front of all the captive audience and uh, read from his book. And he'd, he'd bring a box of books every, every time he went on the train or subway, and he'd sell out in less than an hour. And he did that over and over and over again. It was like, a, you know, it's like printing money. Right. Wow. <laughs> and the thing is, he was very successful. And as a result of that, he got a New York Times uh, profile. Wow. Because, you know, some reporter was on the train when he did his performance. Wow. And the thing is that selling that way personally, really, people like that. It's like when you do uh, a a story uh, telling, say, in a bookstore or you answer questions in a bookstore. People come up and they buy your book because they want your autograph as much as anything. If you've done anything to make the, the audience happy and clap or laugh or whatever, they're going to buy your book. And, you know, the, then they become what I call your word of mouth army. They're the people that are going to go out and tell everybody about your book because they met you. They actually talked to you. They got an autograph from you, et cetera, et cetera. And that makes a difference. So don't be afraid to go downtown and sell or get on a bus and capture the audience there. Uh, Harvey McKay used to stand up in the airplane uh, and say, hey, I got a book. I'm an author. Come and talk to me. You know, how about it? <laughs> and he'd sell books like crazy just on the airplane. You know, it takes a little audacity, but not a lot. I mean, once you do it and you get the feedback and people love it, it's right. going to be hard not to do it again. So tell us about so your book, um, when it when did it originally come out? This this first book was this 1984. No, my first book was actually a directory of book printers. Because <laughs> okay. I, I needed that. Right. You know, I, need, I needed the information. And so I figured there were a lot of other people that did. And I, I sold 10,000 copies in about a year. And I go, okay. And everybody's coming to me and saying, well, now I got the books under my bed in the closet, et cetera. So how do I sell them? Right. And so I created the 1001 Ways to Market Your Books, which, of course, has become my signature book. That's the one people know me for. And like when I go to Book Expo America, which is the book convention for publishers and authors, 
it's like a fan club for me. Yes, I'm, I'm very, very famous. And again, I love, you know, I love meeting the people. There are so many friends there that I've made uh, simply walking the floor of that convention that uh, people that I love, you know, I see them once a year, you know. Right. But right. that's nice, you know. It's really neat when you can make friends and you start to develop a lot of friendships around the country because they bought your book and they fall in love with you. You'd be surprised. I mean, I talked to novelists that they, you know, they got fans that are just seeking them out. Uh, you know, they, the, there was one book published. It was a book about exercise. I can't remember the title now. This was about 30 years ago. But there was one housewife in, I think it's suburb of Indianapolis, and she had found the book. The publisher had given up on the book because they couldn't get the author on TV. It was uh, Callan Pinkney, uh, Callanetics. That's what it was. And it came out at the same time as an exercise book by Victoria Principal, you know, an actress, well-known, all that. So Victoria got all the TV, you know, so the publisher gave up on Callan's book. But a year later, this one housewife in the suburb of Indianapolis reached out to her. She found her somehow and said, can you come and speak? I'll get you a bookstore event. And she booked the bookstore event uh, that she was so excited. The bookstore said, yes, we'll have her. And she did that event. And then, you know, it was so successful that she realized, okay, I'll go to Columbus and Cincinnati and Chicago and Springfield and Madison and Milwaukee. And she did. And the book became a bestseller despite the best efforts of the publisher to bury it. How about it, right? <laughs> you know, and that's another good topic to bring up, which is that, even if you your book is already out there, it's never too late to market it, right? Right. It, it really isn't. Uh, I know of other books that were discovered four or five years after they were originally published, and suddenly somebody started sharing it, again, word of mouth, and the book became a bestseller. Again, you know, the author had given up on the book, you know, and that happens more often than you know. And that's where the magic of somebody discovering it, if you can get a few books out there in some way. Yep. And and sometimes that may mean that you give away a few copies. You know, I, I'm sort of against it giving away in one sense because too many authors give away books because they're too shy to sell them. And I'd rather you sell the book than give it away. Right. Uh, and take the chance to make the, the sale because that's important. I always made my mother buy a copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, she didn't buy a lot, some, a lot of my books because she wasn't interested in the topic. But, right, right, you right. know, if she was interested, you know, give me the money. Sure. <laughs> Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and that's part of it. it. It's especially important. I mean, you know, sometimes I've given my book away free to my family, but with your friends, uh-uh. Yeah. If they're not giving me cash, they don't get the book. <laughs> yeah, and how many, I mean, this is a big, this six, I have the sixth edition, which I'm yeah. sure, which edition are you on now? Uh, it's called the Real World Edition, and it's the seventh edition. Seventh edition. And is it still selling well, John? Do you mind me asking? Yes, it is. Uh it's still selling well. Uh, I still need to do some stuff with it to promote it because with every book you do, if you don't continue promoting it, eventually 
Right. People losing interest. But I would think with, because it is, it's 700 pages. And like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little uh, Substack video and I'll show you guys my copy because it is well <laughs> earmarked and tagged and all kinds of uh, notes. And uh, it's just a fabulous, yeah, especially because I geek out the, on this stuff. You're not the world record holder. I've seen books with a lot more nice. uh, sticky notes and things in, than you. But but I was I admired yours because it was obvious the book was used, and yes. that's that's what you want. You want people to read a book, and if it's nonfiction and you're helping people, you want them to use the book and put it into practice. If, if you're writing novels, you want people to read the book and be entertained and laugh and so on. In fact, the best YouTube video I've ever seen for a book was three women uh, sitting on stools reading a book and just laughing like crazy. Uh, and it was just, you know, th- that it's powerful. You know, I would buy the book because, you know, if it made them laugh, you know, and they were just really laughing, you know, and to me, that is what's fun, you yes. know, get something like that. So, you know, and I'm sure they were three friends of the author, you know, and I don't know if they were even reading the book or they were just laughing, but, you know, the book was funny. So, you know, it was true to the book. Now, if your book isn't uh, funny, you might have three people <laughs> reading the book and crying. Right. <laughs> or raging against the storm or, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, it really did have an impact. And that's part of what you have to do when you write a book. Now, for nonfiction books, one of the key things in terms of content, if you want the book to sell, is to tell stories. Because that's what people share when they tell somebody else about your book. Oh, this guy told this incredible story and I just cried like crazy. And that's the truth for me with Chicken Soup for the Soul. I heard Jack and Mark uh, talk about the book and uh, I think it was Mark that told the story. It was a story that I had tears streaming down my, I couldn't not cry. It was such a moving story that if they had one more story like that in the book, I had to buy it. Yeah. I actually got a free copy from them, but I brought it home. My wife read it and she made me buy 10 more copies oh. you know, to give to her friends. So, you know, my wife is doesn't just tell people about a book. She'll actually go out and say, I got to buy copies from my friends, you know. And so that was an expensive free giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Part two of our interview with John Kramer, author of 1001 Ways to Market Your Books, will be available next week. You've been listening to Get Your Books Seen and Sold with Claudine Walk, my Substack account, claudinewalk.substack.com. Sign up for my newsletter today.